What's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of the 310 Podcast. This is your man, K-Mark, coming at you like I always like to do. Whoo, man. The road to the Super Bowl has now been complete. But of course, as you know, there's always some kind of controversy coming in after these games. And, you know, I'll get into that in a moment. But... But aside from all that, we we did have some great championship games, and I believe for the first time, uh, both games went to overtime. So, if you guys want to hit me up, interact with me, um, email me, uh, email me your thoughts or what you think about the Super Bowl or these championship games, you can email me at the three one zero podcast at gmail So, got that out the way. Uh, I'm gonna start off with um, I'm gonna go on to the games. I'll start with the NFC title game. And pretty much what we had is the Rams going into the New Orleans Superdome and doing virtually almost the impossible, beating Drew Brees, Sean Payton, and the New Orleans Saints at home. Now, I will say this. The Saints, they had so many chances to blow this game wide the hell open in the first half. Because simple fact of the matter is that the Rams, they couldn't get nothing going. Todd Gurley was completely shut down. And I don't know what's going on with Todd Gurley. I mean... I don't know if he's still injured, but over the last two games, I mean, he's been su- he's been subbed out a lot for C.J. Anderson. I mean, I remember he was he was hurt towards the end of the season, but I don't, I don't know if he's fully recovered. And I know for the Rams, in order for them to to win, um, win the Super Bowl, Todd Gurley has to be one hundred percent and ready to ball out. So I mean, lucky enough, they got this buy in to get him some rest and. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll see a full healthy Todd Gurley because, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to see how he does on the big stage going against um, going against uh, the Patriots defense. So anyway, back to the game. Um, I will say it's definitely a turning point of this game. And it was at um, it was at the um, it was at the end of the first half where the Rams um, drove for that touchdown to I believe cut it to three. I'm not sure. But I knew at that point in time that the Saints, they were going to be in a dog fight from that point on because, I mean, they like I said earlier, they had a chance to blow this game open and, and pretty much take it away from the Rams like they did in the first game. But, for, but I mean, hats off to the Rams' defense. I mean, they definitely kept it close. Um, they, they kept their offense with, uh, within striking distance. Um, and one thing I do uh, have to say, and, and you know what? And who am I to criticize Sean Payton? I mean, the man probably has forgotten more football than I'll ever know in my life. But his obsession with constantly putting in Tyson Hill in the game. I mean, I know you want to throw the defense off and and try to try to and try to um, create um, create an advantage. But I mean, when you have a former Super Bowl MVP and I mean, hats off one of the greatest QBs of all times. Stop taking him out the game for gimmick plays. Or I mean, or if he doesn't come out the game, Drew Brees will line up outside wide. I mean, come on. I mean, we all know Drew Brees isn't running no go routes or going long or <laughs> running any um, post patterns. Come on, man. I mean, my thing is, hey, you're you're, you're pretty much taking a, uh, another option off the field. I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know. I mean, like I said, I'm 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 not I'm not here to criticize, but dang, I mean, I really hate when teams do that. I mean, they try to get cute, and I saw that a few times with them, with the Saints last night. And my thing is just stop it, stop it. I mean, you're killing, 
I mean, more times than not, you're you're ruining your team's momentum. And that's not to say, I mean, that was, that's the reason why the Saints lost or um, they didn't score enough points. I mean, it's just something that, I mean, I just had to vent because, I mean, at times, I mean, it's kind of like when back in the day when teams did uh, were doing the, wild, um, the Wildcat. I mean, yeah, it was cool every now and then, but, I mean, to have two QBs and one QB just kind of lying, out, lying outside, it's like, what's the point? Anyway, um, um, anyway, like now going to the fourth, I mean, pretty much, I mean, like I said, me, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, it was, it was, it was a dog fight. And I mean, after that 45, uh, that 40 yard pass to Ted again, I mean, Hey, I mean, it pretty much, I mean, this is where the controversy comes in. I mean, cause it was on the third, third and 10 and breeze hit a wide receiver by the name of Tommy Lee Lewis. And literally Rams DB, Tommy Lee, um, Nikhil Roby. Literally drops a Hogan leg drop and drills him. <laughs> but there was no flag. And I'm not going to lie. You know what? At first when I saw it, I thought it was a bang, bang play. But when they hit that, when they hit that instant replay, the Saints got robbed. That, that was, that was clearly, clearly a flag. Um, it could have been, um, that, that definitely should have been a pass interference or, um, a helmet to helmet, or low key, it could have been hitting a defenseless player, but the the rest while they're lit on um, their whistle, and usually that is a play. Um, that play is usually called, and you guys already know. I mean, usually like a a play like that, yeah. At that point again, sometimes I mean, yeah, they'll call it. A lot of times, I mean, the refs, I mean, they don't they don't like to to, to swallow um their um they they don't like to um make that call but I'm not gonna lie this time yeah they they um uh, they definitely should have made the call but regardless I mean regardless of it you still gotta play through it and I mean the same to me yeah I mean they they kicked the field goal they went up Rams drove down game went to overtime and. And of course, and you know, and Dante Fowler played the game, knocking Drew Brees' um, arm up in that uh, arm up in the air, and pretty much that was an easy pick for the Rams. And God, and Greg Zerline, my God, man, somebody needs to check that dude's foot because my God, he drilled that from Houston. <laughs> so pretty much, I mean, the Rams. Um, they they virtually almost did the impossible. They pretty much did the impossible and winning in the Superdome and so now they're on their way to the Super Bowl for the first time since '02. And now you have the Saint. You have Saints fans crying. Saints uh, Saints players crying um, on that no call. Um, but you have to look at it like this though. There were a few other missed calls. I mean that could have easily went against the Saints. I mean. There was a uh, there was a face mask uh, that call that should have been called on um, called against Jared Goff. Um, I know there was another one on Brandon Cook maybe a few plays earlier on that long catch and run where that could have been a face mask. So I mean there I mean there at the end of the day there was missed calls on both sides. I mean true yeah the the Saints one was a little was a little bit more egregious, but. At the end of the day, it's human error. I mean, hey, call it what you want. Call it what you want. But, I mean, did did it decide the game? Eh, 
yes and no. I mean, it just depends on how, how you want to look at it. So, pretty much, I mean, the league, I mean, they're, cons- they're considering making pass interference um, reviewable. <sighs> My thing is why, though? I mean, I mean, <sighs> why? Why? I mean, it's like putting a, it's like putting a stoplight up at... Um, up in the area because uh because someone got hit. I mean, I've always stated this that the league that the NFL was always a reactionary league and never a progressive one. I mean, pretty much, I mean, they'll they'll wait till a situation happens before they get up in arms and try to make rule changes. I mean, if you're gonna do it, I mean, this should have been done a while a while back. But like some of the own like some of the um the owners and the GMs have stated like, man, you can't you can't review every call and every play, um, review every um, pass interference. I mean, man, the games are already long enough, and these reviews is already long enough. I mean, come on now. Come on. And so with that being said, I mean, hey, I guess the Saints, they, they understand how the Raiders felt in 72 during the Immaculate Reception or the Tuck Rule. And, and you know what? I mean, the Saints fans. I, 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 I need to discuss this because, I mean, <laughs> oh, man, they're going around asking for petitions, like like signing petitions to have uh, the, um, the game replayed or that particular moment of the game replayed. Look, it's not going to happen. The league is not going to make the Rams or, or the Saints get back on the field. They're not gonna have Fox go back to the, the to the Superdome and replay it. I mean, come on. I mean, think about it. I mean, it, no, it's not gonna happen. I mean, and you think about it. I mean, if they're if I mean, true. They I did I did see somewhere where they say that Roger Goodell he does have the authority to make uh to make changes or 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 some kind of mess like that. It's not happening. It's not happening. So just. It's over. Just get over it. Get over it. I mean, gosh, I mean, like I said, the petition mean, my God, this is like one of the the most laughable things I've ever seen in my life. And I mean, I don't know who's worse. I mean, the Saints fans from this year with these petitions, making lame rap videos about not 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 the players, but the Saints fans. They're making rap videos about how the game should be uh, replayed and all that kind of crap. And, or the Viking or the Vikings fans from last year. I know my cousin Sean's gonna get uh, he's gonna get on me about that because yeah, he's a Vikings fan. But I mean, come on, yeah, they 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 were crying um, because they felt that they were treated unfairly going into Philadelphia, and so I mean, Vikings fans, they pretty much have. Had a had a grudge with the with the Eagles and and whatnot this 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 past this past year and and but I mean hey they they did it to themselves with that with that skull chain on on the art museum steps in Philly so hey it is what it is but like I said going back to the Saints Saints fans get over it no part of the game will be replayed period get over it. <laughs> But anyways, um, like I said, um, hats off, uh, hats off to the Rams, especially the Rams defense, though, for keeping it um, close um, in the first half. Because, like I said earlier, I mean, the Saints they had a chance to blow them out the water, and like I said, they head on to the Super Bowl, and 
I know one group of fans are, are especially happy about this, and those are the Falcons fans. <laughs> I know a few of them down there in the ATL, and believe me, they were nervous as a hooker in church at the thought of the Saints coming down into Atlanta, into their dome, and winning the Super Bowl on their home field. <laughs> I mean, man, this this definitely reminds me of, I believe, like 2010 when um, the Eagles had Mike Vick and... They were going. Um, they were. They were on a hot streak, and some Dallas fans told me their their worst nightmares would be for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl in Jerry World. <laughs> oh shoot! But that's all I have for the AFC title game. Um, I'll be back in a moment to talk about the AFC Championship game in a moment. All right, family, I'm back. I'm back. On to this, on to this AFC Championship game between those doggone Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs and Arrowhead. I would say this definitely um, talking about Arrowhead, um, along with Seattle and playing in New Orleans. I'll, um, I would probably say like those are definitely one of the more difficult places to play for uh, a lot of the opposing for the a lot of opposing teams. I mean, man, those places get loud. But somehow, some way, that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick combo found a way to do it again. And I said this last week that Casey must jump on the Patriots early because you you do not want Brady to control tempo. And pretty much that's that's what the Patriots did in the first half. I'm, I mean, usually Kansas City, they're pretty explosive at home. But due to the the brilliance of Bill Belichick and his defensive schemes, my guys, I mean, does can any man does can anyone devise uh, up a defensive game plan better than Bill Belichick? I mean, he forces you to do things that you do not want to do. Tyreek Hill has been one of the more explosive receivers in the league this year. And the Patriots held him to one catch for 42 yards. I mean, man, you can't you can't think of a time this season where Tyreek Hill exploded the way he did. I mean, I remember earlier this season against the Patriots, he exploded for a lo- uh, for a couple of long long catches. But man, but like I said, the Patriots, I mean, they held them scoreless at home. Down 14 to nothing at halftime. Ladies and gentlemen, I was shocked. And I, and I damn sure know that 77 plus in Arrowhead was just as shocked as me. But I will say this about Kansas City. They went into the, they went into halftime. Shoot. They they manned up, drunk some drunk some Gatorade or, or, or chicken broth or something. Cause I man, because I'll say it was cold as heck just looking at it. And they put and they pulled out the Madden plays, and they started marching down the field, and just like that, scored, scored a touchdown. And of course, New England. I mean, them being battle tested as they are, they came right back. And man, Sonny, Sonny Michelle, my gosh, 
God, man, I, I, mean, I wish the Eagles would have got them. Them dog on Patriots, they were one spot ahead, and they picked them. Mm. But he was killing on the ground. And him, along with him and Rex Burkhead, like I said, I mean, they, they pretty much helped the Patriots control tempo. And But also, I mean, you also, look, at, look at Kansas City, what they had in the backfield also. Damian Williams, even though, like I said, like I stated um, last week, the Chiefs have not been the same since... Um, Kareem Hutt. Yeah, true. They've been able to put up points, but it's just something else is missing from them. And But this young man, Damian Williams, I mean, he was solid. And heading into the fourth quarter, I mean, that fourth quarter, it was special. It was special. I mean, both teams going back and forth. And when finally Kansas City had the lead, the only thing that I can say is still, still too much time left for Brady, which, of course, he capitalized. And Ladies and gentlemen, hey, have you ever me think about it? Have the page? Have you ever wondered uh, why the pages have a lot of success? True, a lot of people say, "Oh, they cheated," and eh, maybe some validity to that. But I mean, that's a different story for a different day. But um, I will say this: I mean, they're coaching what a lot of uh, football teams they call situational football. They do their job. They pay attention to the little things. And Exhibit A, I'm going to point to, is D, is a Kansas City defensive end, D Ford. I mean, this dude, he's been in the league for a minute, so he's no rookie. But on a play that, I mean, pretty much would have ended the game, Tom Brady threw a pick. This dude lines up offside, which is a penalty, resulting in Brady getting another shot at it. Oh, my God. Just take two steps back. And the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl. That's all. That's all D4 had to do. It's just pretty much just be aware of where you are. And my and a thing that my dad always told tells me, be aware of your surroundings. Always pay attention. And you know how they say football is a game of inches for a game of inches? This right here is a pure example why they say that football is a game of inches. So pretty much um, New England, they're going to win the game in overtime and they go into the Super Bowl. But before I, but before I get off, before I uh, get on to something else, but I will talk about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, this dude, in order to get to overtime, this dude marched downfield with 32 seconds on the clock and set up a game tying overtime. And... <laughs> I mean, that was that was remarkable. And this young man, they're already talking about this guy. He's going to be the first 200, 200 million dollar uh, quarterback in, in the league in the next couple of years. And this dude, if he continues down that path, this dude is going to be a, a monster. He's going to be a problem for teams in, not only in the AFC West, but the whole AFC. Um, but the Patriots, I mean, they they move on. And one thing, I mean, I definitely. I definitely want to point out is the poise of Tom Brady and you saw it at, at the at the at the biggest of moments. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, man, the Patriots were nine for were 13 of 19 on third downs. That is incredible, especially in a place like Arrowhead where the noise at times can rival a jumbo jet. I mean, man, I hate to say this because I mean, I've always I've always been a Joe Montana and called him possibly the greatest the, the greatest quarterback at his position. But this but this Tom Brady, 
I mean, what he does under pressure and when when he's under the gun is is pretty much what turns great players into goats. And my and honestly, I mean, and I hate to say it, I mean, he's right there with Joe. And man, and of course, you guys know where he went to school at. Big Blue, <laughs> Michigan. But of course, I mean, there wouldn't be a Patriots playoff game without some kind of controversy. And one of them was an apparent muff punt by uh, Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman. But looking at the replay, um, I mean, it was going. I mean, it was going. It was going to be a hard play to call uh, to call anyway, and. It was gonna be a hard play to to overturn, but and honestly, I mean, it could have gone either way because it looked like it touched his hands from one angle and another angle. It didn't look like it, so eventually the ball was reversed uh, and given back to the Patriots. So we have now Spygate, Deflategate, now Thumbgate. But really, you know what? I can't really harp on this too much because the very next play, Brady threw a pick. So, I mean, like 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 we always say at the playground, ball don't lie. Shout out to Rasheed Wallace with that one. But another controversy, um, and this one was a clear goof by by the ref and defensive end uh Chiefs uh, Kansas City defensive end Chris Jones and me. Apparently he looked like he slapped Brady across the face mask and was flagged for it. But upon further review, I mean, I mean, looking at it from an instant replay, it looked like he just hit his shoulder pads in the front of his jersey. So pretty much something that would have turned into a third down and seven pretty much turned to first to another first down for the Patriots. And I will say this fun fact. Brady is undefeated. Brady and the Patriots are undefeated in overtimes. And the first one was Oakland in 01. Of course, the, the infamous tug rule game. Um, the second one was Super Bowl 51 versus Atlanta, which brings us to, the, to tonight because the Patriots won the coin toss and pre- proceeded to cut um, the Chiefs defense to death and end up winning the game in overtime. And like I stated earlier, third. Constant um, Brady constantly converting on third downs was the was was a key. So pretty much now, I see a lot of pundits and people um, on ESPN and everywhere else talking about oh the playoffs uh, uh, the playoffs they need to um, they need to change their rules and so both teams get the ball. I mean to me it's like why. Why? I mean, for one, I mean, you're a professional defense. Find a way to get the Patriots off the field. Find a way. And, and you know what? Even if it, even if it's my team, I mean, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get the ball. You gotta find a way to get the ball to your offense. I mean, or else, like I said, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a team like the Patriots march down the field and score a touchdown to end up winning the game in overtime, and your offense doesn't get a shot at, you don't get a shot at the ball. My thing is, hey, you got to at least try to hold them to three just to get the um, the ball back. So, <sighs> But once again, like I said, everybody else, um, it goes back to everybody wants a, 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 ch- um, a change after something dramatic happens. Or, an oppo- or like I said, the opposing team, they don't get the rock. Oh, well. 
But, I mean, hey, at the end of the day, you, you got to make a play. So, with that being said, um, the Patriots, they'll be facing the, the L.A. Rams in the Super Bowl in Atlanta. Eh, am I am I hype about this one as as years as years prior? Yeah, not really. I mean, I'll still watch it just for just for team um for uh for team um I'll, team content pretty much um just so just to have something to talk about. But I mean, I guess the fact of the matter is that it's the Patriots, and I mean, I was kind of definitely hoping for like some something more of a refresh. A refreshing Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, like I said, I me, mean, the Patriots. I mean, they've been in this is like their ninth time going. And true, I mean, you know what? Until somebody beats them or somebody knocks them off in the AFC, I mean, this is what we're gonna get. So I mean, like I said, true. Yeah, a lot of people they're like, oh boy, including myself, we're like, oh boy, the Patriots are back. But I mean, nobody has seriously found a way to really stop this team over the last three years. And so, like I said, they're they're back in another one, and pretty much, I mean, I mean, for um, in terms of Super Bowl, I mean, I'll give my predictions probably next week, um, heading into the game, um, because I mean, I kind of want to dive in, I kind of want to dive in and kind of just kind of see how the how the media week and everything else will kind of unfold and kind of just seeing how. Just kind of seeing how the players are mentally going into this. Um, I love the fact that the Rams, they'll be uh, rocking their their old uh, L.A. Ram throwbacks, uh, the royal blue and yellow, going back to the Eric Dickerson days. I mean, I like that. I like that. And, I, um, and of course, I mean, there's going to be a couple of good storylines. I mean, of course, uh, Sean McVay, who's the youngest coach ever coach in the Super Bowl, going against... Um, the veteran coach with the more uh, with with the uh, one of the um, the more um, distinguished coaching background, Bill Belichick. Also, I mean, will this be will this be it for the Brady uh, Belichick combo? I mean, all this. I mean, I can't wait to dive into. Um, I'm already kind of I'm, I'm already kind of have having in my mind what I want to talk about. And then also, I mean, talk about a little bit of Super Bowl history and stuff like that. So that's pretty much it um, for that. And you know what? One thing before I want to go, before I go, Adrian Brown is a clown. <laughs> the fact of the matter is that he had the unmitigated gall to even spit that foolery out of his mouth Saturday night saying I, I, uh, he won the fight. Fool, you barely threw any punches. My God, man, Manny, uh, Manny Pacquiao literally beat the crap out of him. And <laughs> looking looking back at it, I mean, it kind of reminds me of that, uh, that that episode of Martin when uh, he got he got um, beaten up by Thomas the Hitman Hearns. That's kind of how it was because Pacquiao was just unloading on on Adrian Browner. So <laughs> I just wanna I just wanted to kind of. I just kind of want to touch on that real quick. I mean, man, that was unbelievable, man. The fact that matter that he actually had the nerve to even say that. So that's it, you guys. Uh, thanks, thanks again for tuning in for another episode of the Three One Zero Podcast. I'm your man Kmart. Hit me up on Twitter at Mr. Kmart eighty one, or if you want to um, email the show, hey, shoot me a te- shoot me an email, man. Let me know what you think about last week's championship game. Let me know what you guys think about the Super Bowl. 
Um, give me your um, give me your picks. Give me your keys to the game. Let me know what's going on. Interact with me. Let me know what you think. And like I said, that's uh, the310podcast at gmail.com. I'm your man, K-Mart. I'll catch you with you later. Peace.